This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. No matter where you started, where you are now, or where you've been, you too can lead an authentic, first-class life. Each week, new stories of turning points and transformation will help you define what success means to you so you can live your best life on your terms. Now here's your host, first-class life mentor and certified Profiting From Your Passions coach, Kate Bessler. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler. Last week, my guest, Beth Gillespie, shared some of the symptoms to watch out for and the underlying causes that contribute to cognitive decline that can lead to Alzheimer's. One of those causes is chronic stress. My guest this week, Jennifer Ross, is going to share one way you can reduce that stress and in turn alleviate some of those symptoms through a technique called biofeedback. For the past 16 years, Jennifer has been in the healthcare field of nursing. She had been feeling a desire for change, not only in her own health, but in her career as well. So she made the decision to leave nursing to pursue biofeedback. Jennifer wanted a way to work on the root cause, not just symptom management, any longer. She was introduced to biofeedback and was drawn in by the many ways to reduce stress and balance the body. As a certified biofeedback technician, Jennifer supports her clients holistically in regaining their health. Jennifer also believes that our emotions play a bigger role in our overall health than previously thought. The thoughts and beliefs we hold from past experiences shape who we are and can impact our overall health in so many ways. By learning to change our thoughts and negative beliefs to healthier patterns, we can improve our lives. Biofeedback can not only support your body, mind, spirit during times of illness or stress, but the effects have a ripple effect that can help your body to heal in more ways than just physically. Welcome, Jennifer. Welcome. Thank you, Kate, so much for having me. Let's start with your background. You have been a nurse for the past 16 years. What led you to follow that path? Well, um, I went into nursing right out of high school, went and started my prerequisites, and then went into the nursing program at Seattle University. And I had remembered that I always really wanted to just help people. I was kind of a universal thread I heard a lot of people talking about, but kind of figuring out at that time, 18 years old, very impressionable. What do I want to do with my life? I just really wanted to help people. And the desire to really help people be well and healthy was kind of at the top of that list. So I decided to go into nursing. And uh, through that process, it was probably one of the most stressful times of my life. Nursing school was um, challenging, and and rightly so. It should be as we're taking care of people. Um, It's a very honorable and trusted profession, and I really enjoyed my time in nursing school and then also getting out and discovering where did I want to take nursing to the next level, where did I want to focus. Um, I ended up going into surgical nursing, and so I've spent all 16 years with a focus on surgery, but when I got out of nursing school, I really just felt like I was going to be able to help people be healthy, and what I felt over the years of working with people, it really was dealing with a lot of sickness an injury and trying to just maintain where people are at, but not necessarily was a focus on wellness. Um, So that was something that was very, very important to me 
where I just felt like I needed a change because I didn't feel like I was getting that level of making a difference in people's worlds that I could be. What led you to finally make the leap? How did you learn about biofeedback? I had been looking at getting out of nursing for several years now, and I kind of had decided that I had to make a change, and I couldn't decide if I wanted to try and find a different avenue through nursing or if I just wanted to get out of healthcare altogether. And it was really hard for me to decide because I had worked so hard to get my nursing license, to get my degree, and I didn't want to give that up. And so the idea of taking something completely you know, on stage left just didn't seem like something I wanted to do because I didn't want to give that up. When I found biofeedback, it was really because someone had suggested it to me and said, why don't you look at biofeedback um, and still use your, your nursing knowledge and working with people about health and wellness, but it's really focused on stress reduction. And that really appealed to me. Mm. So how do emotions, thoughts, and negative beliefs play a part in our overall health? Well, I really feel that it's important to acknowledge the fact that our physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, our entire being is interconnected. And although each of those different systems can stand alone, they really are so entwined with each other that you can't focus on one without taking into account the others. And so they really play off of each other. And that's where I feel that my nursing knowledge, as well as where I'm at in my life right now, that this is a way that I can really make a change and help people better their lives and maybe look towards that wellness factor of life, of how not to just get through our day, but how to really feel like we are living life to the best that we can, that we're not being inundated from a physical, mental, or emotional standpoint. Which can lead to that chronic stress that's so detrimental to our health, right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And a couple of things, you know, stress can be good and bad. I mean, we definitely have good stressors in our life. You know, you you get married, woo, that's exciting, but it does bring with it a lot of stress. Um, You may have a job promotion that can be extremely exciting, more money, but that also comes probably with more responsibilities. So some things can be good stress, other things can be heavier stress or bad stress. I hate to label it bad, but it can be toxic to where it just feels so heavy to carry that burden. And it might be that you lose your job or you get a health diagnosis that's not something you want to hear or, you know, you lose a loved one or something negatively happens in your life um, that can just be hard to overcome. And all those stressors layered on top of each other can over time just create a lot of impact on our physical, emotional, and mental well-being. Um, And um, this website, stress.org, talks about how acute stress, which is when we're in that fight or flight, um, takes about 90 minutes for our body, our metabolism, to return to normal after that response is over. So Mm -hmm. any type of response, good, bad, it takes us about an hour and a half to get back to where we're like, okay, Now I can deal with the rest of my world. And when you have chronic stress, that's when your body's staying in that fight or flight for too long, it can lead to illness. So when that sympathetic system is just turned on and your engine's going every day, all day, um, and you start to live your, your days like this, it begins to negatively affect your body and your immune system. And that's when your body can start showing signs of, of starting to kind of wear and tear. Mm -hmm. And can stress lead to 
really serious illnesses or is it just sort of like burnout or what are what what are the consequences, I guess, of, of having all of this stress in your life? Well, really, it depends on the person. Some people can manage stress better than others. Um, there was a, another kind of statistic on stress.org, and then it, this was also mentioned in the recent HEAL documentary about how it's estimated that 75 to 90% of all visits to your primary care doctor are for stress-related problems. So I think the big thing is, is that there's a, what I consider a stressor may not be what you consider a stressor, and so really it's about the individual person, but that acknowledging and realizing that stress plays out in so many areas and ways in our life. Um, and where we might not think, you know, okay, I'm getting, you know, off of work and I have to hit the grocery store and I have to come home and make dinner and then, oh, that's right, I have to make cookies for my daughter's, you know, whatever event for tomorrow and I have to, all these things just, they layer themselves on and that's when it becomes toxic or taxing to our system. Um, and it's about learning how to how to address the stressors in a different way. So how to show up differently so that they're not, we're not reacting in the same way that we've always reacted. Excellent segue. We've got to take a short break, but when we come back, reducing stress and balancing the body. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. Back now with your host, Kate Fessler. Welcome back. You are listening to Change, Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler, and my guest today is biofeedback specialist, Jennifer Ross. Jennifer, explain what biofeedback is. Well, biofeedback is basically um, just a process of learning to reduce stress. That's really what the focus of biofeedback is, is stress reduction. Um, And so basically what uh, we try and accomplish is teaching your body how to let go of the stress that you no longer need or that's not serving you, and then incorporate different ways that you're able to respond differently to the stressors that you do have in your life because stress is a part of our life. There's no way to get around it. And maybe make that 90 minutes a more common thing as opposed to all the time. Right, exactly. So take me through a hypothetical session. So I come to see you. How does it work? So initially, I I meet with clients and we see if biofeedback is a fit for them. Um, A lot of people will ask me, can this fix X, Y, or Z? Um, And it's not about fixing a symptom or fixing something that you feel needs to be addressed, but rather let's talk about how it can Um, work to just reduce stress. And by reducing stress, your body then can work on fixing whatever it is that you feel is the concern or the issue. But trying to still look at that big picture of that whole mind, body, emotional, mental, all of that, and taking, you know, the whole body into um, account is really the focus of reducing your overall stress. So initially what I do is I will start um, patients out in a session with a guided meditation. 
And really that's just about helping you relax, maybe let go of anything heavy or any stress that you're carrying from that day forward. And so we really want you just to be able to just find that that center, that balance of shedding what you were carrying prior to coming in from that appointment. Um, basically your um, body reacts and interacts with my device. So I have a device in a computer program that um, I use um, wrist straps, ankle straps, and then there's one that goes around your head, and they connect with my device for, on an energetic level. So this is all about an energy exchange. And the biofeedback device sends your body during the calibration and the testing portion about 11,000 signatures on different wavelengths that are potential things that your body could find um, as a stressful, you know, stressful item to have a reaction to. And then your body subconsciously sends that back to my device. And what it does is it rates it based on your top reactive stressors. And then that gives me what your stress profile looks like. And then what we do is we work on finding that thread um, of what your body may be showing for that session, what the highest stressor is, and we work on reducing that stress so we can start the process of reducing the stress that your body is under at the moment. And and what is that process? So what, how, how do you help reduce stress? What does the biofeedback, the information that you get from the biofeedback, how does that help you guide people to reduce their stress? Well, sometimes it can really be an eye-opener for people. Sometimes they say, I had no idea that, you know, that possibly this emotional um, trauma or this emotional event that happened years ago is still manifesting a reaction in me that I still hold some sort of deeper connection to that that I need to let go. Other times it can be more physical. So sometimes people can say, um, well, I, I kind of knew that you were going to say my digestion's an issue because I think I really need to work on my diet. Um, sometimes it can be, you know, just the fact that um, that we need to work on um, environmental factors. Sometimes environment just comes up as being kind of a higher stressor for people. And so then we'll say, well, what is it about your environment? Where where do you work? Where do you live? What do you like to do outside? Um, and so sometimes it's just a matter of just kind of being curious and asking, what is it about this that resonates with you? And then we come up with different ways. I give some homework each time that just gives you different ways to respond differently to that stressor. So um, a lot of different things that we can work on um, is, independent on the stressor, is, you know, finding time for yourself, finding joy, finding things that you like to do. Um, do you find any time in your day to maybe meditate or just get some, you know, deep breathing exercises, especially if you deal with anxiety or depression or things like that? Um, it could be that you just don't get out and exercise, and so maybe it's incorporating a, a walk on your lunch break or going out and just getting some fresh air. I mean, there's there's a lot of different things that we can do that don't take much time in our day and don't add a lot to our to-do list, but they can really start to make um, – really start to make changes in our lives that are beneficial and, and the effects of that ripple out in a lot of ways. So the biofeedback is more of a scientific method of identifying where the stress lives as opposed to what is the cause of the stress. Is that right? 
Right. Yeah, because a lot of times it's hard to pick to pick out what the cause is and and I can't diagnose, I can't treat. So you're not going to get a diagnosis from me. You're not going to get um a plan of, you know, well you need to take this medication or this supplement. You're I can't do any of that. So what I do is is more of a um sharing with you how to teach and train your body to respond differently. So for instance, um you know, our our liver is and I'll talk about our liver and digestive and things and kind of wrap around how all this can kind of play to where it can be hard to find what is that root cause initially because you're just it, everything kind of all interacts together and it's all entwined. But your liver is your master detoxifier. So any type of medications you take, your liver is helping to kind of metabolize that. It creates bile that helps with digestion. It makes proteins that are important for blood clotting. Um, your lymph nodes, your lymph system is your super highway that's throughout your entire body, and that's really your filter. It filters out all the bad guys and cleans up, um, you know, the muck and gunk that's in our system and, and takes away damaged or abnormal cells and kind of filters all that out. You need to have your organs functioning properly. I mean, your kidney's another big di- um, organ that helps just kind of cleanse and, and um, eliminate waste and things like that. And if those are, are stressed... Um, it can then impact your gut and vice versa. If your intestines are impacted and under a lot of stress because you're not eating a very healthy diet or you're having um, a lot of issues, it could be emotional. You know, we'll feel a lot of, of, you know, people go, oh, my stomach just hurts. Well, sometimes that can be emotionally based. If your stomach, or excuse me, your intestines are are under a lot of stress, then that can cause your liver to then have to work harder. And so all of this, it all plays so intertwined, and yet I don't think that we we have the awareness to stop and say, look at how well my body works day in, day out, every single minute. I mean, your body is so um, interconnected that it's communicating with itself electrically, really. I mean, your brain sends electrical signals through your spine out to your fingers and toes, your your body is electrically communicating all day, every day. Um, and I, I don't think we, we stop to, to be aware of this sometimes, of how much our body does for us, that our, our choices, our decisions, um, our lifestyle can really kind of impact all of that. So trying to find one root cause um, to put your finger on, you really do need to look at the whole picture um, and, and kind of don't get sidetracked on symptoms because it really is kind of that whole big picture. We do want to get to the root issue of it. But in the meantime, you, you have to kind of see how everything is interconnected and really work on what is the top stressor at this moment because as we peel back that onion layer, there is a new layer that's under there that will reveal itself and say, this is where I'm holding stress. And then you can go to work on that layer. And then pretty soon your body will just figure itself out. Your body's amazing at healing itself, but you have to give it the support and the tools it needs in order to do that. Mm -hmm. Yes, the human body is amazing and so misunderstood. Um, Yes. So is there any correlation that you've seen or that's been documented between where people carry stress in their bodies and what the cause might be? Like where it came from? Is there like, oh, you have, you carry stress in your, you know, feet. It, you know, that typically comes from this experience in someone's life. Well, I th- I think you have to see a practitioner that, that specializes in that sort of thing in order to kind of really work down to that, that 
deeper level of trying to unravel some things because it's not there's no one um, treatment, there's no one um, test, there's no one thing that can really, I think, decide and pinpoint out exactly what is the you know the start item of of your issue um, because it's so intertwined with so many other things. But I think in the process of my own life of how I've gone about working through my own health and my own um, emotional wellness and all that is that you really just have to start at the surface saying, what are the symptoms or what are the things that I'm dealing with right now? And what could those be tied to? Um, Because like I was saying with your stomach um, being upset, you know, sometimes that can just nerves, you know, you're, you're in school, you have this big test coming up or you have this big project due at work and your stomach is, is just in knots. Well, that can be that you're really nervous. So, you know, is, is that that you ate something bad for lunch? Is that that you're just, you know, emotionally you're tied and so there you're having symptoms, you know, of your stomach being upset? I think it takes some investigative work. It takes um, an, an awareness and an openness of saying, I know something's going on. I haven't really gotten an answer that really aligns with me because bottom line, if anyone can tell you that you need to work on XYZ. And if it doesn't resonate with you, if it doesn't feel right to the, you know, to to the core of you, it's one not going to be something that you want to implement or that you're going to stick with for very long. And you're, the buy-in factor, if it doesn't resonate with you, you're not you're not going to buy into that. And so I don't really think that that's a very effective strategy. I really feel the where where we can all shine is where it aligns with us inside and then we find a provider or uh, someone that can help us on that path because I you know I'm a firm believer that you know that when you're ready that teacher will appear and so I really feel that that that's more along the lines of what I feel that I've learned in my own personal journey. So what are the benefits if you go through a biofeedback process I imagine it depends on how uh, diligently you work on the awareness that you gain through the process. Um, yeah. But what, are, what do people typically report as the benefits of doing this? Well, it's like anything. So I, I, I feel like whether it's acupuncture or massage or anything else, if you go in for that one session, you come out, you feel amazing, you think this is fantastic. And then if you go back to your life and do the things that you were doing that brought you in to go have that massage or the acupuncture session, um, it's not going to be a surprise, or I, I don't think it should be a surprise, that you probably need to go back in for another session because you're going back to the, the way you were doing things before. And so when, when we decide that the symptoms we have or the things that led us to this different um, type of treatment aren't working for us any longer, we have to be open to saying there's going to have to be some sort of change. So, for instance, if people come in and digestion seems to be their highest stressor, um, we really kind of talk about, you know, well, how is your diet and how are you um, focusing on diet? Or if it looks to be, you know, that it might be something of a physical nature and um, do you do you get any exercise? Do you get out to go for a walk every day? And trying to implement things like that. So I, I really feel like, Bottom line is it has to be something that you can implement into your life um, that's going to be um, something that to you seems worth it and seems like it's going to make an impact that you'll want to stick with it. Because I feel over my life there's been so many things that I have said, oh, this is great, or oh, this is the new hot 
trend of whatever, I need to be doing this. And yet, if it doesn't resonate with you, then you have to ask yourself, why are you doing this? So for biofeedback, I really think what's so beneficial about it is that you have to become aware of where are your stressors? What, where are you feeling stress? And then it pairs really nicely because if biofeedback is complementing where you're feeling that you have stress, then great, let's go to work on those, those issues on that level. If it can give you a, a new kind of insight to where you said, gosh, I had no idea that that's where my body was holding stress, then it gives you a whole new arena to say, I need to start looking at ways that I can reduce my stress in that area. And so I really feel like overall, the goal is never to eliminate all stress because we can't. That It is our lives. We are human beings. We interact and therefore, we're going to have stress in our lives. But the goal is to basically be able to respond differently so that we don't feel like our entire life is a stressor. Mm-hmm. Who's your ideal client? Who could most benefit from biofeedback? Well, I really feel it comes down to that my ideal client would be someone who is aware and awake enough to realize and acknowledge that mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, that it is all interconnected. Um, So it's going to be someone who has either come to this understanding on their own um, or maybe they've had physical um, symptoms or they've had a health diagnosis or an autoimmune issue to where they know there's got to be something deeper. There's got to be something more that maybe I'm missing. Um, So, for instance, with, with me personal, if I can just share a personal story, I was struggling at trying to figure out, I had kind of this fullness feeling in in the region or the area of where my liver was. And I thought this is really interesting because I, you know, I don't drink heavily. I don't take a lot of medications. I don't X, Y, or Z, right? So the nurse in me is going, this doesn't make a lot of sense. And I went in to see my doctor and he had said, well, let's go ahead and get an ultrasound. It sounds like it's probably your gallbladder. Let's just get an ultrasound and let's do some testing. And we did all of that. Everything came back fine. And he says, oh, you know what? I, I, there's nothing to be worried about. I think you're doing just fine. Let me know if it continues. Well, I ended up getting busy with life and everything just kind of goes on and it would kind of ebb and flow. But eventually I went and saw a naturopath and I'd had a a kind of a skin, um, real dry, uh, itchy kind of area on my, on my leg that was bothering me. And so she said, well, let's take a look at that. And so she did some different tests, drew some blood and things like that. And she says, I think your liver is just stagnant. I think your liver is just um, basically needs a break. And so there was a couple different things that I did. Um, one is changing my diet. So I did really work on my diet a lot. Um, the other thing was I went and had some colonics done. And that was amazing. And, it, you know, it's not something that everybody wants to hear about or talk about. or But that was really amazing for me because it really did help. It helped eliminate that feeling that I was having. It really helped, I think, overall. It helped my digestion. Um, I've always just had issues with digestion so that wasn't a surprise to me, but having going to that level, which I don't think I ever would have tried before, was something that I felt like I was aware enough. I was able to say, okay, at this point in my life with the things that I have dealt with and that I'm looking at, I really feel like this would be the next step for me. And it was. I felt like it was it was the right time. It really made a huge impact on me, and um, and I'm really glad that I did it. So we're almost out of time. I have to ask you, 
What is one book or resource that changed your life that you would recommend to people? Um, I think the one that I have been reading most recently um, is a book that just came out um, by Dr. Ben Lynch. It's called Dirty Genes. And I guess the nurse in me, the um, the just the mom in me, the mother in me, um, and, and just woman in me really likes this book in the sense that it really talks about treating the root cause of illness. And so in his book, he's talking about how um, – you know, we can be born with genes that are quote unquote dirty, that aren't, you know, aren't polished and shiny, or we can get dirty genes by the fact of our environment or the choices in life that we make, the diet we we consume, X, Y, Z. So we can make our genes dirty. And, and so that, to me, um, it's shed a lot of light on different things of just looking at my whole life of, you know, am I am I doing what's best for my body? physically, emotionally, spiritually, across the board, am I able to support my body? Because if I don't take care of myself, then it's really hard to help take care of my family, take care of friends, help you know others out if I'm not taking care of myself. So that's one. And then the other one I like is The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beattie. She has a daily meditation book. And it, I just love looking at those in the morning. You get a beautiful meditation that you can, or a, a phrase that you can meditate on. And it just really helps to realize that we're all in this together. Um, although we are all individual people and we all have our own special gifts to share with the world, we are still all interconnected. Um, and that no one walks an easy path of life. Everyone has their issues to work on. And so it gives you this sense of, I'm not alone. We can all get through it together, and I just really like the words that she has to share. Excellent recommendations. And I like this, uh, I like the idea of, and it seems to be happening more and more, of the searching out the root cause, because I agree with you. I think, um, you know, the root causes of a lot of illnesses, I believe, are not really medical, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think treating the symptom, as you found out, um, doesn't always lead to any sort of real help for the patient. <laughs> right. And, uh, absolutely. I think. Yeah. I, and if I can just share. It's great. Yeah. There was a, a quote uh, I, Oprah had been um, talking. She's doing a, um, a kind of an event on Facebook with Deepak. Chopra. And so one of the things that she was talking about in their meditation was that every day we energetically metabolize our experiences. And mm -hmm. I found that to be so powerful that every day we energetically metabolize our experiences, that we overload our system with difficult or negative input and we allow it to build up. And it's this negative energy that will drain you and make you feel out of balance. And as she says, we are responsible for our own in internal harm harmony. And I just really love that she had to share that because I really feel like so many times we can feel that it's an outward issue or someone else's, um, you know, someone else's energy or words they say that affects us and it's their fault. And bottom line is we are responsible for our internal harmony. Mm. I like that image. We metabolize our, what is it you said? Metabolize our energetic. Yeah, every day we energetically metabolize our experiences. Energetically metabolize our experiences. I have never thought of it that way. I'm sure you yeah. hadn't either until you heard that. No. And yeah. I think people who are hearing that will be like, oh, that's a big aha. I like it. Yes. Yep. 
So if people want to find out more about you and your work, how can they do that? Um, well, first of all, thank you so much, Kate, for having me on. I just really am, am blessed and pleased to be able to talk with your viewers. Um, I have a website. It's called intentionalbalancing.com. And then I'm also on Facebook as well, Intentional Balancing. So I'd love for people to check out my website and, and see what I have to do. I have an office over in Edmonds. What's next for Jennifer Ross? Well, I am going to be having a booth um, at the um, Northwest Mind-Body-Spirit Connection event. That's going to be in April. Um, and um, other than that, just taking clients and, and working to help reduce stress. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing today, Jennifer. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Stress is the number one contributor to health issues these days. If you're trying to reconnect with who you are and what you love, to redefine what success means to you, it seems like biofeedback is another great tool for the Personal Evolution Toolbox. If you have something to add to the conversation, or if there's a particular topic you'd like to hear about on a future show, please leave a comment on my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions. If you have a great reinvention story and you'd like to share it with others, please click on the link at the bottom of the show page and fill out the survey. If it seems like a good fit, I'll be in touch. Would you please do me a favor and rate this show on iTunes or wherever you listen? And please tell your friends. I invite you also to subscribe to the show or follow it so you'll be notified of future episodes. Next week, my guest will be Eleanor Angelitas and we'll be diving into the topic of values-based negotiating. Eleanor is the founder and board president of the Open Hearts Big Dreams Fund, which is focused on increasing educational opportunities, including literacy, tech, and art for kids in Ethiopia. Eleanor is also on the advisory board of You Code Girl, a not-for-profit focused on increasing the number of women in tech, and is a multi-year judge of Inspiring 50, which chooses the 50 most inspiring women in tech in Europe. As a 10-year employee of Amazon, she has been part of the recent period of growth. Eleanor is currently serving as Director, Kindle Content Risk Management, and was Amazon's first Global Director of Diversity. Previously, she had business, product, and legal roles for Amazon in Seattle, Luxembourg, and Paris, and is passionate about bringing change and forward momentum. Prior to Amazon, she received her legal start at the Chicago firm of Baker & McKenzie, then went on to manage complex litigation, including regulatory and government matters, public relations and crisis management, as well as she supported the strategic sourcing for Sears in Chicago, Illinois. At home, Eleanor has a partner of 20-plus years and three children, ranging in age from college to elementary school, plus a dog and a parrot. As a volunteer, Eleanor has held board and fundraising positions with the not-for-profits WACAP and Ethiopia Reads. Eleanor is also a published writer on blogs, Ethiopian Ties and Balancing Career Family, and online magazines, Working Mother, Adoptive Families, In-Culture Parent, and Women's Essence. She's also published her first children's book, The Loud Prince, with colorful, diverse characters through Kindle Direct Publishing. Eleanor has built teams across a variety of disciplines, including tech, companies, and countries, which gives her a uniquely broad perspective to share. I hope you'll join us. Until then, cheers to your authentic first-class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success.
EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN Podcast hosts at EWNPodcastNetwork.com.